In this episode of Business Success with Graham and Leanne Carling, the couple visit Alliance, their latest acquisition for the first time. Graham discusses the key aspects to this particular acquisition and why it fits well within their growing portfolio of businesses. The couple also visit an old friend who lives close by to both their home and their latest acquisition. This man is known worldwide as the $50 billion man and lives in the amazing Guthrie Castle. You are watching Business Success. In early 2019, Graham and Leanne purchased the well-known and former Scotland Top 500 company, McGill, out of administration. Since then, the couple have been seeking out and commencing negotiations on many other complementary businesses. One such business is Angus-based electrical, plumbing and heating firm Alliance, a well-respected business in the area. The company was founded by two electricians to trade, who quickly grew the company into what it is today a thriving business turning over £3.5 million per year. Today, Graham and Leanne are visiting the offices for the first time, where they will discuss the progress of the business since the acquisition and also meet the staff. So Errol, fine, we got the deal over the line, delighted that we got there and they end up and uh, delighted to have Alliance part of the group. It was a close call in the run-up, but we got it done. Uh, just before Christmas holidays there. So how's this be week been for you? Been any different since you've been back? Graham, business is normal. As usual. Week one, um, exciting stuff. Um, looking forward to the future. There's been many twists and turns in terms of the deal, but um, that's what happens in these types of situations Absolutely. anyway. So, But the fact that we persevered and we got there, I think it, it is, uh, certainly from, from, our, from our point of view, I'm over the moon that we've, we, we've got it done. On the... Um, you know, when we first we first came into you, the business wasn't on, wasn't for sale in the market, of course. No, it wasn't for sale. So we came in and no, no twisted your arms, but I think we were both sort of aligned to what the potential joint opportunities were. So I mean, obviously, so a lot of the guys have been here for for a long time as well, and uh, they'll have uh, like everything else when these things go through. There's always questions and nervousnesses around all that stuff, but you think they're they're, they're seeing the positive side of it. Absolutely, mm -hmm. uh, it's business as normal. Let's, right. let's just get on with it, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, what did you think the process yourself in terms of going through it with the with the legals and the lawyers and all that stuff? I would you? use the word challenging. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the good answer. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. we're all experts now. Yeah. Um, and we know exactly what we're doing, but mm. um, yeah, it, it it will make. 
both of us um, stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, our clients get a better service because yep. we're stronger with that as mm-hmm. well. Ultimately, that is what it's about. Yeah. Um, and and taking it forward, it's just really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be able to expand everything that we do to yeah. electrical, plumbing, heating, and mm-hmm. all the other services we do. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. exciting. Following this brief meeting with Errol, one of the founders of the company, Graham and Leanne, went to meet the members of the team. But we wanted to find out why was this acquisition attractive to the couple? Yeah, well, when we bought McGill, um, we McGill, there was we were looking at businesses pre-McGill anyway, and McGill came up, uh, so we quickly started looking at other uh, complementary type businesses, businesses that. Uh, we were never in the distress market. We were looking for good operating, uh, well-managed, uh, profitable uh, businesses in that in the sector. Well, Alliance was started around 20 years ago, and the two uh, the two guys that started it really, they had um, you know they they were electricians to trade, you know, so it's, it, it, and they really yeah, built up over the years a cracking, uh, cracking business. So when we first approached them, selling it wasn't in the, wasn't in the, uh, you know, in the mindset. Uh, what, effectively what had happened was the owners had sold out to the employees three years ago. So the employees then became the owners of the business, but the original owners were still heavily involved and still managing it and running the company. So there was two hurdles to overcome. One, the original, uh, or the originals, the, 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 the guys that started the business, then the owners of the company were actually employees. So there was an added, uh, say complication, but there was an added piece here in terms of doing this deal, but um, we, we got there, you know, we got there and they end up, uh, but I think the the view originally was, you know, when we first approached them, the business wasn't for sale, wasn't on the market, but um, as we engaged with them and, you know, as we continued dialogue with them over the weeks and months since the initial discussions, I we, we, we seem to come, they seem to come round to the idea and seen the benefits that we were proposing to them where it made sense for them for the long term, alliance for the long term, but also joining part of a bigger group whereby we can provide the back office business resource to allow these guys to go out there and do, do what they do well, which is deliver good services for the customers and um, and allow the back office stuff whether it's tendering HR buying all all the all the stuff that takes time it's to give us uh, uh, this it really gives them and I think after a few weeks of back and forward and uh, pleasant uh, conversations the you know uh, the guys came round to it and seen the benefit uh, to them. So we'd, we'd been doing our homework and we said, okay, we now have a platform in terms of McGill. We'll look at what have we got? What is there locally? What is there around this area that uh, are good operating businesses? So during that process, uh, Alliance is one of, the, one of the companies that uh, uh, came up. Uh, it was one of the companies that we, th- we felt we should be uh, in discussions with and certainly a company that we would that would make a, a good a good um, good acquisition target and, uh, because they ticked they ticked a lot of the boxes. The business is clearly well run and well managed. So we asked Graham in an acquisition of this nature how much input he and his team will have in the day to day running of Alliance. 
far as as far as uh, alliance or any acquisition uh, is concerned, we they will remain uh, an independent business, run and operating exactly as they have, where uh, you know operational benefits and efficiencies. Uh, are identified and make sense. Of course, you know that that will happen. But the intention is that we buy good operating, well-run, well-managed businesses now, making a profit, and we don't want to go in and upset Apple Cart. That's not our intention. So we're not looking for distressed businesses. We're not kidding ourselves on it. We're going to realise X amount of synergy benefits. They are pluses. But in terms of the investment strategy, it's very clear. These businesses will be left alone to run because they're well-run, well-operating businesses now, but they'll have the support of the head office and uh, business support to allow them to go and develop at their uh, at their own rate. So on a day-to-day -day basis, we won't have uh, any major involvement because they, they, they already run themselves uh, just now. What we, what we do feel though is that the sector's going through a major change. So some of the smaller companies, and you know, you can class Alliance as a smaller company. The construction industry is still back in the 60s and 70s when it comes to the the utilization of IT, for example, and and, and various uh, you know the latest technologies. So the a lot a number of the smaller companies will get left behind. So a consolidation and becoming part of a bigger group, but still remaining to a certain, you know, 99% autonomous and doing your own thing, but you have the backup and support of a bigger group that, that will invest in IT, that will invest, keep you right in terms of HR and health and safety and all of those, uh, and, and use the latest technology and give you the opportunities that you may not have had. Well, I just think that as the speed of the shift moves on in the sector, a number of companies will fall by the wayside, as has happened in other sectors, as technology uh, has been embraced over the last, well, over the years. Alliance is situated near Dundee, Scotland, where the couple live. However, someone else that lives close by is a man by the name of Dan Pena, or otherwise known as the $50 billion man. Dan is an American businessman that moved to the country and now resides at Guthrie Castle. Over the last 20 years, Dan has been running business seminars from the castle. It was one of Dan's seminars that was the catalyst to Graham and Leanne starting their business acquisition journey. Having found out about the acquisition of Alliance almost on his doorstep, Dan invited the couple to his castle for a catch-up. We joined Graham and Leanne in their car on the way to the castle. We were introduced to Dan in, actually we were at a seminar in Stockholm in September and the first next available seminar I think it was October then. It was October. It was October 2016. It was October 2016. It was October 2016. We went the very next month. We went straight away. The first available uh, QLA seminar. We, we attended it. So a, a friend of ours had said, have you ever heard of this guy? Have you been to the seminar? He lives next yeah. to you? You know, when you looked at the uh, YouTube videos and its website and all that stuff, straight away it just resonated with us. You know, we just got it was absolutely the right message that he that he teaches and we just got it immediately. I mean immediately because we took the decision immediately to go to the seminar and um, it's a big financial commitment for anybody, it doesn't matter, you know, so and uh, 
you know, part of, part of the plan is, you know, or part of what Dan says is 50% of people that go in as a married couple come out divorced. So we had that to contend with. So there was all these um, challenges around it, the logistics of it, but we just, we just absolutely uh, got what Dan was saying and it was exactly what we needed uh, at that time. And we said that, um, we done a testimonial at the end of the QLA seminar and uh, that was exactly what we said. Look, you know, the message, Dan's message, his teachings resonate with us. So Dan's obviously been in touch with us uh, once the deal went through before Christmas and he's happy that we managed to get a deal over the line. And, he uh, keeps a close eye on what, what we're doing. What we're doing and, uh, obviously he's, he'll be happy that we, we got that deal over the line so close to him, so close to home. You know what I mean? Because he, obviously he tells people that uh, he deals with people from all over the world. We're probably the closest deal that's ever happened. Don't, at Guthrie, you know what I mean, at Guthrie Castle. So. I think he calls us his neighbours as uh, well. We're his neighbours, yes. <laughs> Coming up after the break, Graham and Leanne go back to Guthrie Castle, a place that holds a lot of memories for the couple. They'll be catching up with Dan, who is interested to hear about their latest business acquisition. Before the break, Graham and Leanne visited Alliance, their latest business acquisition. They visited the offices and met the staff for the first time, as well as catching up with one of the company founders. In this part of the programme, the couple are visiting Guthrie Castle, located nearby to both their home and their latest acquisition. They are going to visit one of the individuals that has had a big influence on their success, Dan Pena, the $50 billion man. Dan invited Graham and Leanne to sit down, but the first thing we wanted to find out about was how they met, namely the Quantum Leap Seminar. The, the basis of the seminar, uh, their week long, uh, is that um, I teach uh, the case study how I took $820 and turned it into $450 million in seven years, me personally. And uh, the, and subsequent to that, uh, I've had people, not unlike this couple, uh, that have uh, created uh, uh, now the number is 775 billion, with a B, dollars, uh, in deals and uh, wealth creation, uh, and the uh, mostly from scratch, zero base. Uh, some of the guys uh, uh, had s some money, but. Uh, Nay, real money, but I mean they had you know, ten thousand or twenty thousand or whatever, and uh, we across the industries from A to Z. But uh, in the uh, in my career as a coach, twenty-seven years now almost, uh, created seven hundred seventy-five billion in uh, in net worth f for kids, uh, and uh, from a teenage multimillionaire, seventeen, eighteen-year-old Josh Kim, who flies around in his own private jet. Uh, just bought himself a million dollar race car, lives in a penthouse as a teenage, to the largest deal in recorded history, Neom, the city um, of the future in Saudi Arabia, which is going to be several hundred billion dollars, and everything in between, to a neighbor of mine down the road, I'm just informed, uh, with a seller finance, which I'm, I, 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 when I tell Sally that, she's gonna faint. <laughs> she was just absolutely, uh, well, uh, Sally's my Yorkshire chartered accountant wife. And uh, the, um, because the kids realize, now I, I, I give speeches at universities, I spoke at Oxford, University of Pennsylvania, the Naval Academy, 
is that uh, a talk is a wealth, risk reward not. What made sense vis-a-vis -vis risk reward 40, 50 years ago, when your dad worked 40 years and got a watch, is dead. That model's dead and has been dead for decades. Yet it's the only thing taught at schools. I, 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 I spoke at the University of Edinburgh a year and a half ago. And I, you thought I would be uh, speaking Greek to him, to, to the business school. What does he mean? We were there. We were yes. there. Yes. Yeah, we you were there. And because the models changed. But the teaching of what they teach hasn't changed. The professors haven't changed. So they're, they're not with the 21st century. And in fact, some cases, they're not even in the 19th, uh, 20th century. Forget the 21st century. And that's wrong. And that's why the kids go to school and they can't get a job. That's why the kids go to school and borrow to go to school. And the uh, student debt around the world is so damn high. The seminar, it shows you how to morally, legally, and ethically take advantage of the broken system. Because that's what, really what you're doing. You know, a seller finance isn't part of the system. It's never been taught by anybody. Yet, you did a deal, how many miles, how many kilometers down I there? think, well, six miles. No, six no miles from here. Which I almost fainted when he told me, <laughs> one of my neighbors. Now, I didn't invent this system, but, uh, and the reason why you don't hear from Goldman Sachs, Royal Bank of Scotland, etc., because it's a, it's a conventional debt-driven system where hardly any fees are paid. And the banks are 40 to 60% fee-driven now. Fee-driven. And so, the, you know, nobody's interested in telling you. Although, if you ask them, they won't lie to you. They'll say, oh, yeah, we can do it that way. And, uh, and, that, and that's what they've taken advantage of. In spades, they've done a terrific job. And uh, so that, that's what the seminar is about. When, when I came in here for the first time, we both came in here for the first time, which was, was October 16, I think it was, for, the, for that seminar. And we'd learned about the seminar the month before. So we came to the first, the very next, as soon as we heard about it, we came to the seminar, really didn't, didn't know what we were walking into, uh, other than we knew that the success rate of walking out together still as a married couple was less than 50%. <laughs> yes. So I remember that. We were shitting ourselves, you know, coming into here and... Uh, Come in and, uh, uh, but that week, that whole week was, was fantastic. And I think we done a we done a testimonial in the in the room next door at the end of it and said, look, your us was exactly what we needed at that time mm -hmm. and the clarity that we and got. And as a couple. Yeah, as a couple, mm -hmm. and we were going to just we were going to go away and and implement it. And uh, it's taken us, you know, it's taken a while. It's taken a while, but we've just kept at it, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think so, as we went through this, it's morphed into various. We've pivoted and pivoted and pivoted, pivoted and we've just, but we've just kept at it, both of us. We've done things individually, didn't work, had to retract, uh, but just kept going again, just kept applying applying the stuff that, that, we, that we learned at the QLA seminar. And, um, and I've just never stopped. You know, we've just kept at it. And it's taken us, it's taken us as long as it's taken us, but we always believed that, uh, that it was gonna it was gonna happen. You know, we we had you know we had to exit some stuff that we were doing, and that that sort of slowed it down a bit. But there's no excuses. We've just, but I think still today, you know, with the with the stuff that we're involved in, it's it could have been it could have been yesterday we were walking at this castle because these things are still exactly exactly the same. And um, I, uh, excuse me for interrupting, but I tell the kids uh, to use a, a cricket terminology, which I'm not a great uh, expert on this. If you're not, if you don't, if you're not on the pitch, on the crease, 
swinging at the, the, whether it's a fast bowler or a slow bowler, you're never going to hit it for six. Not possible. Sitting in the stands, you know, being a, a pundit or a moving head commentary uh, person, uh, you're never going to hit it for six. And they stayed uh, on the pitch, on the crease, and they just kept swinging that bat every time the ball came across. And, uh, and uh, they've scored a lot of runs now. But they're young. I mean, they're, you know, you're young guys uh, and you're earlier in your career. I mean, you can still do two or three exits. And uh, generational wealth is built uh, not with one deal, but a series of transactions. Uh, and uh, they, they, you know, they're, they're doing it. And uh, they're getting notoriety, well-deserved. But in this part of the world, there's not many people like this. I won't say they're the only ones, because they're not the only ones. But there's very few. And I'm sure uh, when you're having to try to re-educate bankers, when you're trying to try to re-educate sellers, and as the information you shared with me about the, the deal you did right down the road for me, uh, I mean, it is a re-education process mm -hmm. because everybody has been grown up with deals are done a certain way and only that certain way, especially up here. Yeah. And, they, uh, and there's, there's, there's new methods and there's new opportunities to finance. And, uh, and, and, they, and they followed, they followed the, the steps, and they are continuing to follow the steps. And um, so I, I, I'm not surprised at all. And every time I was t saying earlier, uh, when I see your name, because uh, uh, I have a Google alert <laughs> with your name. And so uh, the, uh, when you do something, and uh, whether it's uh, because you promoted something or because somebody's writing about a success that you had, I'm happy as hell. So yeah, so we bought the we bought the the construction company that that went into administration. Um, we looked at it uh, eighteen months previously, mm -hmm. as part of we were looking to get into that industry. Approached them through their auditors. Uh, the and the business on the face of it looked a good, well-run, well-managed business. weren't making any money though. So we we went we'd I've made approach. Nothing came of it. We went back again a few months later, still nothing came of it. Then out the blue, I got a phone call uh, uh, from the auditor. Could you meet me in Glasgow? New Year's Day. I mean, when do you get, you know, in Scotland, New Year's Day, when do you get, a f so something was up. So I went and met him in Glasgow. He never let on too much. He wasn't giving too much away. But then as it transpired during the January, and uh, that uh, obviously that was coming out with some rumours the business was in trouble. And... Um, we were, the irony in the deal that we'd done here was Leanne and I were sitting with our lawyer looking at a property transaction. We were waiting to visit a property Friday afternoon late in Dundee and uh, in, come the, in come all the administrators and everybody at the hotel that we were sitting having a meeting. So we were, we were there in place on the spot <coughs> and we were able to, because our lawyer was there, engage with the administrators straight away. So we were in pole position. That was... Uh, uh, KPMG, mm -hmm. so we were in pole position on the first to see if we would be interested in it. We weren't interested in looking at distressed companies or anything, but we'd we'd had we'd we'd done some work on this business previously. So we bought. We we ended up. We we got. I think within two or three weeks, we were preferred offered. We became preferred bidder, um, and then we had two weeks to do the deal. So dealing with the KPMG, so. We we done it. We, we managed to get the deal done. Great deal, by the way. We got a great deal on it. It was a fab deal. Uh, the way that we structured the deal, everything, uh, everything that we, we, you, in terms of QLA, Dan, was exactly how we structured the deal. Dealing with the administrator, 
But again, it was because we'd been at it. We were uh, we were engaged early doors, and I think. And we you went there on New Year's Day. Yeah, we spoke. Yeah, we yeah sp most people won't have a meeting on New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. So we 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 do that. We, we're meeting all the time. Yeah, we were seeing that coming up in the car here. <laughs> we were saying, oh well, you know, it, wherever Dan is in the mo uh, if he's, we're having a Zoom call, wherever if it's four in the morning, well, everybody's on the call at four in the morning. Oh well, okay, well, well, that's that, there's nothing unusual for that. Well, I don't mm -hmm. I don't see what the what the problem is. That's just Correct. how it is. We we just go at it. So. But the deal with the KPMG, so we got the deal done over the line, great deal, and we've just built the business up since that. That's given us the platform and the profile to go and attract, so people then become interested. Mm -hmm. So we are getting approached now directly by motivated sellers, like what you're saying, rather than us having to go out and chase them. Correct. But we're doing a joint approach, so we're targeting some that we would really like to talk to, but having the profile of what the, of the McGill acquisition has done has given us the we can get through the gatekeeper and we're getting a we're getting a conversation. So that's allowed us. So it was more of a, I mean, it was it was a good it was a a good good opportunity, but it gave us from a strategic point of view the profile and the platform to build on to go on further acquisitions. And that was always that was always the in you know the intangible of buying the McGill because. I mean, ultimately, it was a it was a distressed business that we taken out of administration. So it's worked a treat in that respect, and and now what we've got for this pipeline, you know, we got the the deal that we done with the guys just locally here. Again, cracking deal that we've got that gives that gave it another little boost. So we've got a whole pipeline of uh, potential acquisitions now for this quarter, and we are just full steam ahead on doing. It's taken us a while. It's taken us a while, <laughs> but we got there in the end up. But we've just kept swinging at it, and I think that's you know fair enough. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Can't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. So no. As long as you keep swinging, yeah, uh, and you put yourself in a position uh, again using the uh, cricket metaphor that you're on the crease, uh, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna hit hit balls. You just are. Well, obviously, we start, we, we, when we came to the castle seminar, we were fully property. Properties, yeah. properties w w was residential properties, and the main was was our investment model, and that's what we kind of knew. Um, having gone through the seminar, and it was way more business. That was made more better. You know what I mean? We enjoy the b business side far more, and the opportunities and the the potential wealth that could be generated through business. Is far greater than anything that we could ever have done, in the in the way that we're going in those, those types of proper uh, the residential type mm -hmm. properties, and uh, even even now to the extent where I was saying to you, we can get the money. People are phoning us up. Will you, are you doing anything? You're looking for some money mm -hmm. on the property side, and we're but, getting the property deals as well. But mm -hmm. nothing nearly as lucrative as what we can make over on that. So it doesn't make any sense for us for our time. Mm -hmm. You know, you're wanting to do everything, but we're laser being focused and have a clear clear strategy on where we're going on the business side. So for us, the business side just offers way more opportunity and the, particularly in Scotland, the understanding of the business market compared to the property market is going to take them another 100 years to catch up with like to the US on the residential model, the multifamily and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Even though they're trying to bring it in here, It'll take them a hundred years for the for, for everyone to fully embrace it and understand the commercial aspects of it. It's still very much uh, backwards in that respect. So we're trying to change something. It's the only industry. So we've got uh, we go and spend twelve years building a, uh, 
building a portfolio, consolidating a fragmented market in, in residential properties, yet it's worth less at the end as a whole than what it would be as it sold as individually. So how did that happen then? Because that's the absolute opposite in the real business commercial world where you go and create the, you know, the size and scale that's worth additional value. The sum of the parts is greater yeah. in business and yeah. not necessarily in property. Yeah, no, in property. So that's, that has been the biggest fundamental. We were going, why would you do that? Where's, are you going to exit something that's worth less than what it's cost you? Well, that doesn't make anybody sense. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? And different on a commercial business, I suppose. And, you know, but, but on the residential side that we were in, that was, uh, we were going right up the wrong path as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, business is yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. It's a lot easier. And more people at the financial level understand businesses. Uh, and that, you know, that's yes. why you're having... Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And that's exactly what we've... We, we, we certainly up here, that's, uh, that's where we see it. And, the, um, and as, as, as you've already mentioned, deals are coming your way now. Yes, yeah. Instead of yeah. fighting for, to find a deal. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes, as Sally would say, my Yorkshire wife, real fun <laughs> uh, yeah. because then it's just you know it's uh you're picking and choosing your own destiny uh -huh. and that's great that's it for this program but tune in next time for business success with graham and leanne carling coming up in the next episode the couple take a trip to arizona they're there to view a number of businesses that look attractive for a potential acquisition they will also be visiting the world famous authors and business people Robert and Kim Kiyosaki, who just happen to be long-lasting friends of the couple. That's it for this program. But tune in next time for Business Success with Graham and Leanne Carling. <laughs>